Hello, and welcome to our Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week I'll be reviewing 1996's Independence Day. Hi guys, and welcome to the show. Today we're going to be reviewing Independence Day from 1996. But before I get into that, even before I get into uh, things I watched this week, which I got a very, very great things I watched this week segment coming up for you guys uh, in just a few. But before I get to that, uh, I relaunched my Patreon. I retooled my Patreon to where I feel comfortable uh, putting it out there, making it live now. So the Patreon is... The Patreon is back up again. I retooled it. It's redone. It's better than ever. Um, so just let guys letting you guys know that the Patreon is up. I'm gonna go through the steps of the Patreon, the tiers, and everything about the Patreon. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I felt a little. I felt a little. Uh, I felt a little, little, little dirty going on Patreon. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, this is just me being real, being very transparent. Felt a little dirty going on Patreon, uh, because I come from the time on the internet when, uh, you didn't ask your, um, you didn't ask your fans or your listeners or what our viewers or whatever you did on the internet. You didn't ask them for money. Okay, I come from I come from that ilk. So like I I really feel cause like back in the day, back in the day, uh before like when like YouTube first started up and all these things first started up, it was like it was like a it was a it was a cardinal sin to ask your viewers or listeners for money. It was a cardinal sin. They're like you would get clowned and pretty much your internet career would be over because people would think you're 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 trying to get over on them. But um <clears throat> But now you got this thing called Patreon. You got uh, you got uh, you got Kickstarter and everything like that. Even uh, like there's even other things out there that I can't name right now uh, at, at the top of my head right now. But there's other things out there where like you could you could get fan support and crowd support and uh, even make a living off of off of off of off of your art. So. I'm kind of I'm kind of getting over that because like this is why it like it's, it's, it's very, this is why it's very hard for me to uh, get on Patreon you know like because I don't like asking people for money I really don't it's not my it's not my style I don't like asking people for money but going into this um, um this this is the 69th episode of I watched this as an adult and this shit's starting to get expensive you know so it really is it's really starting to get expensive um. Uh, I gotta rent these movies. I had to rent Independence Day out of my own pocket, you know. So it was like renting movies coming up. With, like, these streaming services are expensive, you know. Like all the things that I need, you know, to 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 do this podcast properly. It's get it, it it's expensive, you know. Uh, you know, there's there's days there's days where I feel like quitting. You know, there's days where I feel like quitting and just being like, yo, man, this is financially unstable for me to keep doing this podcast, (laughs) you know, so, you know, it's financially unstable for me to keep doing this podcast. And there's days where I'm just like, I want to quit, you know, I want to, I want to stop and I want to quit. I want to give up, but I can't give up because I love this. I love entertaining you guys. I love movies. I love talking about movies. You know, there's like, this is my favorite. This is my favorite thing to do, you know. And like on the other hand, I get like because like on the other hand, I, I get excited, but like, and, but then on the other hand, I just want to quit so bad, you know, like not quit so bad, but I just want to quit because like the shit, the shit is financially unstable, you know, it's financially unstable, and uh, so like me coming on Patreon is like it's it's a lot. I to swallow my pride, choke it up, get on Patreon. And, you know, just, 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 just do my thing, you know, <laughs> like I said, cause like, I, like I said, like I said, I don't love that. I don't like to ask people for money. I really don't, but, you know, but Patreon, but Patreon is a way for me to, uh, 
ask for donations and you guys get something in return. Uh, so I, I love, I'm, I'm loving Patreon. I'm seeing other people do Patreon and like they're giving their fans things in return. And that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to give you guys something in return. I want to give you guys something of quality, you know, so, and that's, that's why I had to retool my Patreon because I want to give you guys something of quality. Um, I got four, uh, let me, let me go through the tiers. I got four tiers. Uh, I got a $3 tier. Uh, you can access a live stream podcast. I'm going to do my first live stream podcast coming up this Sunday. You can access uh, monthly watch parties. I'm going to be planning monthly watch parties at the end of the month. I'm thinking about, uh, doing for my first uh first one doing the, the movie crossover if you don't remember that movie with anthony mackie i think that would be a fun one for the watch for my first watch party uh or you can give three dollars just to just to support you can give three dollars just to support the show and i'll shout you out at the end of the uh of the podcast you know i'll do that uh at a five dollar tier like also accessing the live stream podcast you can uh access the monthly uh watch party you can access the uh voting polls i do viewers choice every september you can vote for the uh podcast review you want to see you can vote for the podcast review you want to see for five dollars you can vote for uh after after my first viewing party you can vote for uh, the viewing party you want to see, the the monthly watch party that you want to see. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put four movies up, and you can vote for whatever movie you want to see, and you can watch it along with me. Uh, watch along with me. I uh, got ten dollars. Uh, you get the uh, access to live stream podcast. You get the access access uh, monthly monthly watch parties. You get access to voting polls, and also you can request movie reviews. You can request a movie that you want me to review on this podcast it's your choice i will watch the movie and i will give you a review of what i think about it uh and also my last tier uh twenty dollars uh you can access live streams you can uh do the the monthly watch party you can do the voting polls you can request movies i'm gonna start putting up uh i'm gonna start putting up special offers and also, uh, you can do live hangouts. We can we can hang out and talk about movies. You know, if you want to talk about movies, you want to hang out, you want to ask me some questions, we can do that. We can do that. That's the $20 tier. I will put the link to my Patreon in the uh, show notes. So you can go link over there, give whatever you want. I'm not forcing you to do anything that you don't want to do um it's it's your choice if you if you enjoy the podcast uh support the podcast however you can um it, like if you if you can only give three dollars I, I understand like it's, it's a rough time if you can only give three dollars give three dollars it's cool you know but support the podcast however you want to um now let's get on with the show like i said link will be in the show notes so uh to all the information and you can see for yourself what i'm offering on patreon let's get into the show uh so things i watched this week i watched uh i watched two things this week actually i watched two things this week i watched uh loki episode four and I watched another movie called The Tomorrow War. I believe I want to talk about Loki first because that's been on my mind for a while. <laughs> it's been on my mind for a while. Loki episode four. Now this is what I'm talking about. This is the finally, finally, finally. This is the episode that got my attention. The show is starting to pick up. I know there's only like two episodes left, but episode four got me. I, 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 I loved, I loved the hell out of this episode. I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, it, it, it actually, they actually did things. They actually revealed, they actually revealed stuff. Um, they revealed, they revealed like who's a villain and who's not and blah, 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 blah. Um, 
where do I start with this? Um, they, they, they left off where episode, they, they, they picked up where episode three left off, which, uh, Loki and, uh, I still don't know, Sylvie, let's just call her Sylvie, because I think the, the Lady Loki shit and, uh, the Enchantress shit is off the table, so, like, I'm not even gonna speculate that this girl is the Enchantress or Lady Loki, but, um, they, uh, Loki and Sylvie were on that dying planet, they left off there, and bef- before that, actually, before that, um, you had, uh, Gugu Mabata-Ra's character, what's her name, Ravana? Is her name Ravana? Yeah, Ravana, uh, come in and take, uh, I guess, Lady Loki, I, I don't know what the fuck to call her, I'm gonna say Sylvie, Sylvie's a little girl, she looks like Loki, I thought, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you, I thought it was Loki, I thought it was Tom Hiddleston's Loki as a kid, and it was just like, oh, they took him as a little kid, and they dragged his ass to the TVA, and, cause, and then I was kind of like, wait, cause like, I was trying, I was thinking in my brain, I was like, wait, that doesn't make any sense, because when he took the Tesseract, and the TVA took him in the first episode, he didn't know, he didn't know what the TVA was, he didn't know what to do, he didn't know any of the procedures of the TVA, so, him going to the TVA as a little kid, doesn't make sense because it's a surprise to him when he's an adult so he doesn't know anything about the TVA as an adult so I was like and then like they 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 circled back and I was like oh that's Sylvie I it took me a little bit it took me a little time to it took me a little time to catch up to that I was like oh that's Sylvie and then she escaped from the TVA when she was a little girl and I guess she's been time hopping this whole fucking time, uh, but, cause, like, she took Ravana's, uh, little, like, um, the, uh, I forgot what they call those things, I totally forgot what they call them, like, the little, the little cell phone looking things, well, like, they, they, they jump through time and shit, so I guess she's been time jumping this whole time with that, so, so, after that, they go to the planet, uh, they go to the planet, uh, where Loki and Sylvia are, and, uh, I guess it's Mobius? Was it Mobius? I think Mobius got them out of there, and they did this whole thing with, they did, they did this whole thing with Loki, uh, male Loki, they did this whole thing with Loki, where, like, they sent him back, like, it was like he went back to Asgard, and, uh, Sif shows up, we haven't seen Sif since the, since, uh, Thor the Dark World, uh, she wasn't in Ragnarok, we haven't seen her since uh, Thor the Dark World. Uh, so Sif shows up and like Loki's in this endless loop of Sif kicking his ass. <laughs> you know, and it's kind of like him. It's kind of like I think Mobius was like trying to teach him, teach him a lesson. And he, he was like, it finally he was just like, I learned my lesson. I'm a piece of shit. I'm going to die alone. I understand, you know. But, also, while that's going on, Ravana has her, uh, uh, has her own plans, or, like, she's just following, she's just following orders, probably, most likely. She's just following orders, and, cause, like, for the first time, we get a glimpse of the timekeepers. We get a glimpse of them. At the beginning of the show, like, they show a glimpse of the timekeepers. We were like, so, like, I was like, oh, this shit's starting to get good. <laughs> it's starting to get good, baby. Uh, so, uh, cause I think the last episode, the last episode, Sylvie was, uh, showing everybody that, was telling Loki that everybody's a variant. You know, cause, like, she mind-controlled this, she mind-controlled this one TVA agent, and, she was in her, she was in her mind, and she was like, you're a regular fucking, you're a regular fucking person, you know, like, you're, you're a variant, too, and, like, all the TVA agents, and everybody that works for TVA is a fucking variant, you're like, they're, they're, like, from, they're from different points of time, in the timeline, even, uh, Wunmei, uh, Musaka's character, she showed her what she was before she was a TVA agent, um, and so, at first, I think that uh, Mobius didn't believe Loki. I believe he didn't believe Loki, 
And then, like, they, he started putting, he started putting two and two together, and he was just like, oh, shit, I am a fucking variant or some shit. And so, he goes to Ravana, he goes to Ravana, and he's, like, pretty much trying to, like, sweet talk her and shit, and, like, he takes her, uh, he takes her, uh, time device, and he's trying to help Loki get, he's like, I'm, he's like, yeah, okay, I'm like, I'm fucking variants, okay, I get it, how do I get you the fuck out of here, how, how do we, how do we stop this, and so, he tries to help Loki, uh, shocking the shocking moment of the episode you probably already seen it by now like cause like this this is a spoiler I'm gonna spoil everything shocking uh from uh the shocking thing that happened was Owen Wilson's character Mobius dies or not die but I'm gonna say dies for this moment uh, cause like at the end we reveal some, they reveal some shit and you're like, what the fuck? But, uh, <laughs> but he dies. Uh, he gets, uh, with a reset. He gets reset with the, he gets pruned is what they called it. He gets pruned and you're like, holy shit. It is cause at the point, cause like, you don't know what happens to people after they get pruned. So you're like, holy shit. They killed Owen Wilson. You're like, you're like, <laughs> at first you're like, oh God damn. <laughs> and it's it looks painful too because he screamed he's like ah he screamed and i was like oh god that has to be painful but uh <laughs> so you do that and then finally i'm just gonna speed this up i'm gonna speed this up real quick and then finally you see the timekeepers uh because sylvia uh ravana takes sylvie and uh loki to the timekeepers and you see the timekeepers and they're like these three like fucking alien looking motherfuckers of course they're like this if you've seen the statues throughout loki they look like that but like in color um and you look at them and like they're kind of like they're kind of like speaking like they're speaking but you can barely make out what they're saying they're like they sound like that. It sound like um, it sound like uh, twin uh, I'm I'm dating myself so much with this. Uh, if you remember the little the little dude on Twin Peaks, if you ever watched that show Twin Peaks, he's like finding the, the clues. They even made a parody of that on um, The Simpsons with Lisa Simpson. I think she was talking to Chief Wiggum. And he's like, she like, find the clues, you know, like that shit. That's more. That's probably more of a up to date reference because a lot of people watch The Simpsons, so like, it would probably that would probably be a more up to date reference. That's what they sound like. They sound like Lisa Simpson in that episode where they were uh, parroting Trit Twin Peaks, where he was like, find the clues, that shit, and um, so. So, um, that's what the timekeepers sound like. But then towards the end, you find out that the timekeepers aren't real. They're animatronics. They're like fucking, uh, Chuck E. Cheese animatronics is what they are. Because, like, Loki, uh, not Loki, um, Sylvie gets free. And she chops off one of the timekeepers' heads. And you're like, oh, shit. And then, like, you see sparks come out of that motherfucker. And you're like, it's a fucking robot. You know? <laughs> it's an animatronic. So, uh, and then uh, at the end, Loki gets pruned by Ravana. He gets pruned. And, like, that's shocking, too. You're like, yo, this is, like, only episode four. And you're going to kill off Loki? Because we don't know what happens to people when they get pruned yet. We don't know. So you're like, oh shit, Loki's dead in episode four. So, uh, so, but he's not pruned. He's not pruned because he shows up. Looks like he shows up in a different timeline uh, with different Lokis. Because like uh, at the end, you got like a uh, classic comic book Loki. You got kid Loki, and you got this like big black dude. I don't know where he's from. But, like, it looks like he has a hammer or something. I don't know if he's, like, uh, Thor. Like, alternate Thor or whatever the fuck. I don't know what he is. But, um, 
You see that? And then, like, they look like they're in New York City because you see everything. I think you see Avengers Tower blown up and shit. Like, it's like a decimated New York. I don't know if this is, like, when Loki Loki finally won. He beat the Avengers or what, you know? We'll find out in episode five. And we also we also need to further explanation about these fucking timekeepers. We need further explanation about these timekeepers and what's going on with them. Right? Uh, we need further explanation. Uh, now where Mobius is, maybe they'll go back to Mobius. We don't know. We'll find where Mobius resides. And we also got to find out Sil- about Sylvie. And But like I said, I find out, I'm really interested now to see what the fuck these timekeepers are. Because uh, maybe they're bringing in King the Conqueror now. And you're like, maybe we're going to find out now that King the Conqueror has been pulling strings this whole fucking time. Because in the comics, Ravana is King the Conqueror's girlfriend in the comics. And we don't know, like, she's like, she's just following orders from Kang. Because I think, I think she's the only one that's in on this shit. I think she's the only one that's in on this shit. It's her and Kang. They like a fucking time jumping, time warping Bonnie and Clyde. I really think they are. And who knows what Kang the Conqueror is going to look like. Because in the comics, uh, he looks a lot like the timekeepers in the comics. Like, he's got, like, the whole fucking garb, the headpiece. And, like, he's got, a, he's got, like, a blue face. But who knows what Kang's going to look like? Who knows what the MCU version of Kang is going to look like? Because he's going to be played by uh, Jonathan Majors from uh, Lovecraft Country. Uh, he was the lead in Lovecraft Country. He's going to be played by him. And... We don't know. Maybe he's gonna look like Jonathan Majors. Maybe just because, like, we don't know. We don't. We never know what these characters are gonna look like. We look at what they look like in the comics, and we're like, oh shit, that's what they're gonna look like in the comics. And sometimes they change them. You know, Baron Zemo in Civil War comes to mind because he didn't have the fucking purple mask and the fucking pimp uh, cape on and shit like that. He didn't have none of that shit on. He was just a regular ass dude. Uh, they didn't give him that shit. They didn't give him all that stuff till later. Maybe Kane's just gonna be a regular dude at first, because Ravana is a looks pretty human. Ravana looks pretty human, and like she like she's not an alien or nothing. She looks she looks like a human. Maybe maybe she's maybe she's this is her human form, and they're gonna show something later, or and maybe Kane's gonna have a human form, and then they're gonna show what he looks like later. We don't know. I'm speculating. But we will see episode five, what happens. It's picking up now. Can't wait. Uh, I watched something else uh, this past weekend. I watched the movie uh, The Tomorrow War. I watched it on uh, Amazon Prime uh, starring Chris Pratt. Uh, I thought it was a pretty, I thought it was a pretty decent film. I'm I'm hearing a lot of people like shit on it. I mean, a lot of people talk talk shit about this movie, uh, but I watched maybe because I watched it with my wife. Me and my wife watched it. I think we were trying because we were trying to watch it Friday night. Uh, it got too late and we like fell asleep on it. You know, we got like maybe ew, we got like maybe fifteen minutes in. I want to say we got to the point to where Chris Pratt told his daughter he got uh, was, was talking to his daughter about him getting like because like they draft you I'll, I'll explain the whole thing later I'll explain the whole premise if you haven't seen the movie later um but we got to that point and it was kind of like uh I'm dozing off I'm falling asleep so we watched it Saturday morning and I'm thinking like maybe I enjoyed this movie a lot because I watched it with somebody I watched it with my wife and so like I don't really I like so like I don't really have like a venom towards it. If I cause like usually when I it's usually when I watch cause like it's usually when I watch things with people or like mostly when I watch things with my wife, it kinda softens my uh kinda softens my uh my criticism of a of a show or a movie or whatever. It, it, she softens, she softens my criticism. She really does. <laughs> she really does. She softens my criticism a lot. Cause like, 
there's some things I watch and like if I watched that shit by myself, I'd be I would have been like, man, this shit is terrible. There is there has been some things I've gone back and watched. I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? But um, yeah, but like I watched this with my wife, and we were in like I said, we watched it Saturday. That's where I was. Watched it Saturday, and like I said, I had fun with it personally. I had fun with it. Like I said, it might change if I watched it by myself. <laughs> Uh, I had fun with it. Like the the premise of the movie. Let's talk about the premise of the movie. The premise of the movie is that I think like thirty years from now, there's an invasion from aliens. Uh, our uh, the children of the future come back to the past. This is shit. This is set in 2022, a year from now. It was set in 2022, so like our kids come from the future of 2050 I believe they're from 2050 they come from the future to recruit people from the past to help them fight the war mostly fight the war for them because if you go through the movie it's just a bunch of old people fighting it's like they they grabbing they grabbing like millennials they grabbing uh, Gen Xers. They grabbing baby boomers. You know, like the fight. Cause like you look, cause like you look at the movie and then you go like to everybody that got drafted and you're like, dude, you're you're fucking old. Like there's a sick. Like there's like a there's a couple of, like old ladies and old men. And they giving them like fucking rifles and shit and you know like assault assault rifles and shit. And even like Chris Pratt, like Chris Pratt's character, because Chris Pratt's character is like a high school, as a high school teacher. And but he's also, but he also did like a tour in the military. Uh, he was in, he was in the army, and um, he gets the, he gets like, he gets like a, a like an alert on his phone while he's teaching his class that he got drafted, and you and he's like, motherfucker, I'm like. 40 years old why, why would I fight a war what the fuck you know like, <laughs> you got all these dudes that are like you like cause like uh, usually I think the when in the regular army in the real army in the real military I think the the, the, the stop the, the cutoff age is like 35 or 34 I think don't hold me to that, but like I think it's your early thirties or early to mid thirties where they cut you the fuck off, and they're drafting people past that. Cause uh, you got this other guy, and you got this other guy in the movie, uh, Sam, uh, played by this uh, Sam Richardson, who's a, uh, I believe he's like an improv comic in real life, but he's been in a couple of movies. He was in uh, um, God damn it, he was in Good Boys. He was the cop in Good Boys. He was in. Um, that movie with Zac Efron, shit, the movie with Zac Efron and Aubrey Plaza, and uh, what's her name, Anna Kendrick, uh, Mike and Dave need wedding dates, he was in Mike and Dave need wedding dates, uh, he's, he's, a, he's in a bunch of things, he's in this new, his other movie now called Werewolves Within, I know he's in that, so like, he's got like two movies out now, so, uh, and they're both kind of like horror-centric, but, um, uh, but like werewolves within i saw the trailer for that i think that's like more comedic comedic horror but um yeah anyway he's in this uh and he's gotta be at least my age he's gotta be like mid-30s so and i'm like he's not supposed to be drafted there's another black dude in this movie and you're like he's not supposed to be drafted and he has cancer uh there's another dude who's like a fucking he's a fucking badass but he's kind of like heartless in this movie, but, like, he's a fucking badass, because, like, they're talking about, yeah, man, this dude's done, like, three tours, man, he's, 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 he's a fucking badass, he's the shit, and then, like, he revealed that he had fucking cancer, and that's why he, he fights this war, because, like, he said, like, he wants to die the way he wants to die, and, like, he doesn't want cancer to take him, you know, because he knows he's gonna die, he was, like, it's, like, he's saying, like, it's inoperable, I know I'm gonna die, so, I'm gonna go out the way I wanna go out, so, like, if I'm gonna die, he was like, because he's pretty much like, if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die in a plate blaze of glory, you know. So that's why this, that's why the other black guy is in the war, um, because like I'm like, dude, you, because like you can't draft people with a physical ailment in real life, 
<laughs> you can't do it. You can't draft people with a physical or a mental ailment. It, it's not gonna. It's not gonna happen. But these motherfuckers is just like I don't give a shit. You fight this war. You know, <laughs> you gonna fight this goddamn war for us. You know, like they drafted fat people. They drafted soccer moms. It's just crazy. But the uh, but like. My, my favorite part of this movie, uh, which I wish they would have stuck with. I wish they would have stuck with, but I'm not complaining. Um, there's a part in this movie where, because like to, in order to get to where you got to go, you got to time jump. I believe it is. It's called time jumping. So they had to uh, time jump and the way they jumped, I think somebody, they was like, I think like the people in the control were like, you fucked up the coordinates. The coordinates are wrong. And they had these four people falling from the sky, <laughs> falling from the sky. Half these people died because, like, it's like they, they dropped in Miami, Florida. And, like, Miami, Florida is just, like, this desolate wasteland with, like, fire and burning buildings and exploded, like, like buildings that have just been fucking decimated. And some of the people, some of those people fucking die. They fall into fires that are still burning, they, they land on the side of buildings, crack their fucking skulls open, crack their backs, and all types of shit, so, like, so, like, that happens, and then, like, they're, they're just in this fucking desolate wasteland in Miami, and they're going around, and they're going around, and they're just, they, they gotta fight these, they gotta fight these aliens, and the aliens are just vicious, they're called, uh, white spikes, they're called white spikes, and the aliens, they, like, what they do, what they call a white spike, they shoot fucking spikes at you, and they fucking impale your ass, that's what they do, or, or they might just fucking eat you, cause they got sharp ass fucking teeth, too, they look like the, um, if I could compare them to anything, they look like the, they look like a cross between Tremors, the uh, things from Quiet Place. Uh, there was another thing. Uh, there was a, something else. Uh, not Alien. They got they got a bit of Alien uh, things going on with them. They got a bit of Alien qualities going on with them, but then they're, they're not like aliens. But like Tremors and Quiet Place is what I'm gonna I'm gonna say. That's what they. That's mostly what the fuck they look like. Uh, or or the, the bugs from Starship Troopers. They also look like that too. They look like the bugs from Starship Troopers, uh, but they're white, and that's what they do. Like they shoot spikes at you, and then they fucking eat you, and all types of shit. And like these motherfuckers are unstoppable. They can run, they can jump, they can swim, they can fly. There's no way to get away from them. They any any way you are, they adapt to their surroundings. Cause like if you running, they gonna run. If you jumping, they gonna jump. If you swimming, they gonna swim. If you flying in a fucking plane or a helicopter, they gonna fly. Because they got like these little flaps under their fucking arms where they can glide. And they just gonna fucking jump on. They just gonna fly and catch your ass. So there's no way to, uh, there's no way to escape them. So, but like my favorite scene is like when they dropped, when they dropped in Miami. That was my favorite fucking scene. Because like it looked like Gears of, it looked like Gears of War. Is what it looked like. It looked like Gears of War, the video game, and dudes just blasting and shit everywhere. But um, well yeah. But overall, overall, that was a good movie. Like I said, when I talk about Gears of War, they, they rip off a lot of shit. They do. I'm not gonna lie, but it's it's a fun rip off because um, I think the first the first part of it the first part of it is Independence Day. The second part of it is Gears of War. The third part, the third, the, 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 almost the third act is Alien. And then the fourth act, I looked at the, it's, it's the thing. Because at the end, Chris Pratt, uh, J.K. Simmons is in this movie. J.K. Simmons plays, uh, Chris Pratt's father, uh, who helps him out, who helps him out t- towards the end in the war. And Sam Richardson, cause at the end, uh, Chris Pratt, J.K. Simmons, and Sam Richardson are fighting the main alien in the snow. And I was like, dude, this is like the fucking thing. <laughs> you know? 
This is the thing. When Kurt Russell's fighting the thing in the snow, this is the thing. So, like, they rip off, like, four movies. But it's fun. It's so goddamn fun. And I'm looking at this movie... That was one thing that popped in my head, man. That was like the one thing that popped in my head because I'm, I'm gonna be review. I'm reviewing Independence Day after this, after uh, in my next segment. And I was thinking about Independence Day and all the fucking merch that they had back in the day, back in 1996, because they had action figures, they had mugs, they had uh, backpacks, you know, they had like just posters and merch. It was Independence Day was merch city. And I was looking at this movie, and I was like, how come they didn't do the same thing? How come they didn't hype this shit? Because, like, that's what they did back in the day in movies. 90s, in the 90s, especially in the 90s, they hyped the shit out of fucking movies. Like, the only thing that gets hyped today is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's the only thing that gets hyped, because Disney is all about that fucking cheese. They all about that green. You know, so, like, they're going to put, they're going to put, these fucking superheroes on fucking anything they can to order to make some fucking money and hype you up to come see this movie. Uh, a lot of a lot of other movies don't even do that. A lot of movies don't fucking do that. They might do like a fucking car commercial, you know, <laughs> you know, like, or some shit like that. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about that. Because like they they had me thinking. Because even Independence Day, even watching Independence Day, had me thinking about that. It was like movies don't fucking. Uh, advertise like that no more. They don't do merch. They don't do merch. Even like F Nine came out uh these past uh, this past like week or so. That didn't have any merch. There's no action figures. There's no video games. There's no like. There's no backpacks from what I know of. Uh, there's no posters. There's like th- like they didn't have like a Burger King or a McDonald's tie-in. You know, like to get the kids to go see Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious 9. And I was thinking about this with this Tomorrow War, Tomorrow War movie. I was like, in the 90s, they would have fucking banked in on this goddamn movie. They would have banked on this movie, even if it failed. Because even if a movie failed, they still had fucking like merch. You know, like the shadow, like the shadow failed. You know, with the old movie, the shadow uh, the Shadow had action figures. He had action figures. He had merch. He, he had everything. And that movie bombed. Um, you know, like the Terminator 2. Terminator 2 is rated R. That had action figures. That had merch for kids. You know, so I was looking, because like, I'm looking at this movie, and I'm like, they really missed out. They really fucking missed out. <laughs> they really missed out. I was like, you should have had like a fucking Chris Pratt action figure. You know, fucking J.K. Simmons with an action figure, you know, <laughs> and all this shit. But like, it's just like movies. It's like movies. They they market movies very differently today than than they did like fucking twenty five years ago, or even like thirty years ago. Even thirty years ago, because that's when Terminator Two came out thirty years ago. It feels so fucking old saying that because I remember fucking seeing Terminator 2. So uh, <laughs> I remember fucking seeing that movie and when it came out. And it's <laughs> I'm, I'm just having an old flashback. I'm like, damn, I'm damn I'm old. But uh anyway, uh But anyway, yeah, they, they don't they don't market movies like that anymore. They just don't. It's just like you go see the movie. The movie sits on the movie stands on its own uh, merit, and that's it. And then whatever happens, happens, you know. But like, like a lot of these, like the fast movies still make money. They like, but it's just a little more incentive. Like a lot of people back in the day, we didn't just want the movie. We wanted everything that came along with the movie, like Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park's another one had a whole bunch of merch, you know, and like. I, we had like those like fucking Jurassic Park cups from McDonald's, uh, you know, like they had fucking action figures. Jurassic Park one and Jurassic Park two had action figures. I don't even think the newer Jurassic Park movies had action figures. I don't even think they had that. You know, I know some people. Some people are probably like, well, kids don't play with action figures anymore. But I don't see that. That's not true. I don't think that's true because. Why is there still an action figure aisle at fucking Walmart? You know, why is there 
why does Marvel still make action figures? Why does uh, the, the WWE still make action figures? People, There's people out here that still make action figures. There's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle action figures. There's fucking Power Ranger action figures. You know, like, the people out here still making action figures. The DC has action figures. You know, but, like, they never make action figures for other movies. Like, there's not a uh, for Fast and the Furious. Like I said, there's no Dom action figure. There's no uh, with the character the Rock played in uh, Fast and the Furious. There's no Hobbs. There's Hobbs. There's no Hobbs action figure. Hobbs and Shaw didn't have action figures, and that's the most fucking superhero shit I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking tailor made for fucking kids. Why aren't you capitalizing on that? But um, yeah, man, they just don't market movies. They just don't market movies the same anymore they just don't do it back in the day like they would have like the tomorrow war would have had a whole bunch of merch back in like if this came out like 1995 (laughs) like merch like a motherfucker this would have had all types of merch but anyway yeah i enjoyed the movie i enjoyed the movie i thought it was fun it was it was a fun watch i might watch it again i might watch it again tonight i don't know but uh (laughs) or later on today i don't know i don't know but um I enjoyed the movie. I'll be back with my review of Independence Day right after this. Alright guys, welcome back to the show. Independence Day 1996. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about how I saw this movie. I saw this movie on VHS back in the day and it was a big deal back in the day because this was like one of the fastest times a movie came out on home video. Uh, It was a big deal. It was a big deal when it came out in the theaters and it was also a big deal when it came out on video. There's not, you don't have that anymore because like movies just come out. Like you can have a movie come out in February, excuse me, you can have a movie come out in February, and, like, that movie be on, like, like, DVD or on, like, streaming services, like, in two months, you know, so, you don't really, you don't really have that feeling of waiting, because back in the day, back in the day, you used to have to wait for movies, uh, like, a long time, you'd be like, (laughs) you'd be like, I saw this movie in, like, August, uh, 1993, and this movie uh, came out on on, on on video in like September '95. Uh, you know, <laughs> it like it took a long fucking time for movies to make it to VHS tape. It took a long time, so we really, so we really cherished that movie. We really cherished the movie. Um, they would have to show, they would show the movie on TV. It took a long time. Back then, back then, showing movie on television, like on network television, was a big fucking deal. Like when they showed, go back to Terminator Two. When they showed Terminator Two on TV for the first time, it was like, oh shit! Uh, like when they showed like Jurassic Park on TV for the first time, it was like, what? You know, they don't do that anymore. You know, like nobody. Cause I think recently they did like they showed Black Panther on regular TV and nobody really gave a shit, you know. So, <laughs> I think they did it with Black Panther and they did it with Guardians of the Galaxy and then people was just like, mm, I gotta watch that shit on like fucking Disney Plus. I don't really care, but uh, you know. So, <laughs> so, so, but like back in the day, it was like if you it was like if you didn't see it, you missed it. That was that was the big thing about that because you can't it's like you can't miss anything anymore, you know. You can always you can always catch it again, you know. Like there's a playback. If you didn't catch a show on TV, there's a playback. You can watch it on Hulu. You can watch it on the on the on the website. You know, you know. Like if I miss a like if I miss an episode of uh if I miss an episode of Blackish, you know, I can go and watch the shit on Hulu. I can go catch up with on it on Hulu. Back in the day, if I missed the if I missed the episode of like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air or Martin or something like that, I'd have to wait till the summer until they played that goddamn rerun, you know. And then I'd have to wait till syndication, and you have to wait till they play till they play that episode whenever that episode aired in the season. <laughs> it's like other than that, like you missed that fucking show. 
you missed it. So, so like that's that's the, that's the important. That's how big of a fucking deal it was to have Independence Day on VHS at the time. And like it was like they were like, wow, they, they put this out really fast. But that's how I watched it. I watched it on a home video. Uh, the movie was directed by Roland Emmerich, who I just realized directed Stargate but while doing my research for this movie. I didn't know that he directed Stargate. I've never seen all of Stargate. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Never seen all of Stargate. I watched the TV show uh, with uh, the guy that played MacGyver <laughs> uh, as the lead. I watched the TV show. Never seen all of the movie. Never seen all of Stargate. Uh, he and uh, I didn't realize that he and Dean Devlin uh, wrote the script for uh, Star, Star Stargate. And then uh, di- uh, Roland Emmerich directed Stargate. Did not know that until now. Did not know that until now. Like Stargate, this movie was written by Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin. Uh, the movie has a Rotten Tomato score of 67%, which surprised me. Uh, I would have thought this had like an 80% or something like that. I would have given it. Matter of fact, that's the Rotten Tomato score I would have given it. I would have given it an 80. I would have given it an 80. Um, or at least a 79. You know? The budget for this movie was uh, $75 million. It brought in $817.4 million at the box office. Fucking phenomenal. <laughs> but that's all I can say about that. Uh, let's talk about casting. Will Smith was uh, cast in the lead role. And he almost wasn't. By the way, he almost wasn't. Uh, there's actually a story that I read that uh, Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich had to fight to cast Will Smith in the lead role uh, because uh, the studio didn't want uh, Will Smith because, quote, they said a black guy in the lead will kill their foreign market. That is that is what they said. They said, I think the way Roland Emmerich or Dean Devlin said it, I think it was Dean Devlin talking. He said that, they said, you cast a black guy and it was like a black guy. That's gonna kill our foreign market, you know. Like that's what they said. And Dean Devlin and uh, Roland Emmerich fought for him. They fought tooth and nail for him, because like this is something that black actors uh, always go through, man. Like it's like, will you translate overseas, you know, and shit. Uh, they even had to go through that with Black Panther, like a couple a couple years back. Uh, when they released Black Panther, because if you see the poster for Black Panther overseas, it doesn't take his mask off. Because the one in America, you see Chadwick Boseman's face in the end, like he's just in the Black Panther Black Panther costume. On the overseas uh, poster, is Black Panther with the mask on. You don't see his face because they don't they don't show black people's faces on movie posters. Uh, 12 Years a Slave. I think they even went through it with that overseas. They couldn't show Chiwetel Ejiofort uh, face on the, on the uh, on the poster. John Boyega famously went through that with uh with um what's the what's that movie? Uh, not Last Jedi. Fuck the first uh, Star Wars movie he was in. What's that? Force Awakens. He went through that with Force Awakens, uh, where like he's like he's a uh, He's like a little, he's like, he has, cause like in the American post, he's big as shit on the post. I think he's holding the lightsaber in the, uh, in the, in the overseas post. He's like little, and like they, 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 they put him like very, he's very minuscule on the poster. And, but John Boyega had like a great personality, had a great sense of humor about it. Cause he said, Hey, you could, you could dwarf me in the poster as much as you want me like but my black ass is all up in the, all up and through that movie you can't take that away from me and i was like that's what i'm talking about i love this nigga so uh, you know <laughs> like, i love him <laughs> you can't keep him down i love that boy but uh you know <laughs> but yeah man that's something that black actors go through all the damn time but look at will smith now he's the biggest fucking movie star in the world so fuck you overseas if, you, if I have overseas uh, listeners, I'm sorry, but your countries can be a little racist. I'm sorry. But um, speaking of almost getting casted, uh, Kevin Spacey was almost cast as the president. 
you almost had President Kevin Spacey. I wonder how people feel about that now. I wonder how people feel about Kevin Spacey now. Honestly, knowing that he he's a fucking pedophile. You know, basically he's a he's a he's a fucking pedophile. He's fucking coursing uh, young boys. They were underage boys. He's a pedophile. Kevin Spacey is a fucking pedophile. I don't like. And there's a couple, there's a there's a lot of Kevin Spacey movies that I fucking like. It's it's it's, it's so fucking sad, you know. Like, it's so goddamn sad because there's a lot of Kevin Spacey movies I like. Cause I like I like Usual Suspects. I like The Negotiator. The Negotiator is one of my fucking favorite movies. I love that goddamn movie. Now I can't watch. I can't really watch it the same way because dudes are fucking pedophile. You know. I I stopped listening to musicians. Because I found out that they're fucking pedophiles. Uh, there was a band that I used to like called the Lost Prophets. Their lead singer was raping toddlers. Like, he was fucking... He was molesting toddlers. And I had to stop... I had to stop fucking listening to Lost Prophets altogether. I, don't, I used to fucking love that band. They got one of my favorite fucking songs. Uh, what's it called? Shinobi versus Dragon Ninja, or something like that. It's called. I love that fucking song. I can't listen to that song anymore because their fucking lead singer molests toddlers. I can't listen to shit no more. Uh, fucking R. Kelly. You like? I can't listen to R. Kelly. I never. I was never really a big R. Kelly fan, but I can't listen to R. Kelly because he fucking molests little girls. He he fucking rapes little girls. I can't. I can't deal with it. I can't fucking do it, you know? <laughs> uh, the Cosby Show. I can't really watch the Cosby Show the way I want to now because Bill Cosby fucking raped women. I can't do it. I, I know the elephant in the room, he's out, he's free. I know. But uh, I can't do it. But like like I said, if he go to if he would have got cast in Independence Day, I would have felt some type of way about that too. Because I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't really watch Independence Day like this, you know? <laughs> I know you guys like separate the art from the artist and blah blah blah. I can't. I just can't. You know, I just can't do it. When you fucking do crimes against women and children, like sexual crimes against women and children, I can't fucking forgive you for that. You're you're a fucking monster. You know, you're a fucking monster. I'm sorry. But yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to say how I'm, I just want to know how people feel about that shit now. I just want to know how people feel about it. Uh, other casting news. I uh, believe uh, Ethan Hawke was almost cast as uh, Jeff Bloom, Jeff Goldblum's character. But uh, I believe they said he was too young for the role. They also wanted him. The studio also wanted him for Will Smith's role. They wanted him to play uh, Captain Stephen. What's his name? Captain Stephen Hillard. They wanted him to play Captain Stephen Hillard. But uh, like I said, uh, Devlin and Emmerich fought tooth and nail for him uh Vivica A. Fox Judd Hirsch Randy Quaid Margaret Collins all round out the rest of the main cast there's more but I don't want to go through all them goddamn names <laughs> um like I said back in the day I remember this movie being like the hugest thing on the planet uh it was the biggest thing really you know that, that scene where they blew up the White House Everybody was like, yo, bro, they blew up the White House. You know, like, that was like, that was like groundbreaking to blow up the White House in 1996. Now you could blow up the White House and nobody would like, bad night, but 1996, that was a big deal. That was a big deal to fucking blow up the White House. Uh, this is also the movie that made Will Smith a legit movie star. He did Bad Boys the year before this, but... It didn't really take him to the next level. It got him halfway there, but it didn't take him to the next level. This movie shot him into the stratosphere. He got any movie role that he wanted to get, he get it. Like, cause like, like I said, he did Bad Boys before this. Um, he was in a couple other movies. In, uh, what's that movie? Six Degrees of Separation. He was in that. He had a small role in a in an obscure movie that I might review. Uh maybe next year coming up uh made in america uh because like i like to do uh obscure movies in uh, january 
Uh, so I might do that in January. I might do Made in America in January. I'm just going over plans, you know, but he's in that movie. He's like, he's, he's, he's barely in it because it's a uh, Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson and a young Nia Long. Um, they're, they're mostly the stars of this movie. Will Smith is in it, but he's, he's, he's rarely, he, he rarely has any speaking roles. He rarely does anything in it. So, though, like, he had those two movies, but, you know, they don't really count. Uh, I think there's another obscure movie he was in where, like, he played, like, a cripple. But, you know, like, he's, like I said, he's barely in that, too. Um, you have to, you have to go through Will Smith's, like, fucking filmography to find that. That's, like, I think that was, like, his very first movie that he ever did. I think that movie was, like, before Six Degrees of Separation. We, like, he was in a movie about homeless kids or something like that. And he was, like, a fucking crippled homeless kid. Uh, you have to find that movie. It's very fucking obscure. Um, but yeah, man, like this movie, this movie is the, the, the movie that shot him off, man, <laughs> into the stratosphere. Like I said, like he went beyond his TV show, like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It went beyond his rap career. You know, like it's like he was, this is the movie that made Will Smith the man he is today. This is it. Uh, talking about Will Smith, Will Smith's very charismatic you know, like he—he's got that—he's got that it—he's got that it factor. I gotta—I gotta—I gotta admit it. You know, like I know I talked about in my a six man review. Go check out my six man review if you haven't checked that out. Um, I talked about my six man review. Talked about like how Will Smith stole Kadeem Hardison's career. You know, <laughs> because like I, Kadeem Hardison and Will Smith are very similar to me, but Will Smith. Like, I can't deny Will Smith's charisma. You know, Will Smith is very charismatic. But an underrated performance to me in this movie that nobody really seems to talk about was Harry Connick Jr. For the time he's in the movie, he is the best thing in this movie. Like, like he's really good. He, he actually stole some scenes from Will Smith, if you ask me. You know, he's very... I like... He 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 brings he brings the, the he has he has charisma as well is what I'm saying he brings the thunder he brings it very much for the time he's in it he's very funny very very funny very charismatic like I say uh, when scenes with him and Will Smith I was looking at Harry Connick Jr. more than Will Smith honestly uh, he kind of dwarfed Harry Connick Jr. kind of dwarfed uh, Will Smith's uh, charisma a little bit with his own charisma. But, you know, he's not in the movie very long. He, spoiler alert for a fucking 25-year-old movie. He dies. Okay? <laughs> Why am I being sugar-coated? He fucking dies. The aliens fucking kill him. But, uh, you know, but, <laughs> but yeah, he has a very heroic death, but he dies. Uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum is Jeff Goldblum, the Jewish stereotype. Him and Judd Hirsch. He and Judd Hirsch are very... Jewy, you know, <laughs> I don't know if that offends people. If I offended somebody with that, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm, I'm very sorry. But they're, they're fucking Jewish Jewish stereotypes, like a motherfucker. Like Jeff Goldblum is Jeff Goldblum in any movie, but just throw Jewish stereotype on top of that, you know. And I don't know if uh, Roland Emmerich is Jewish. I think he might be German. So like that's a little offensive, <laughs> you know. Yo, I think he might be a German, but like that's a little that's a little offensive to make these two Jewish men just be fucking just fucking Jewish stereotypes like a motherfucker. Like Judd Hirsch is just like the fucking uh, the fucking Jewish stereotype fucking dad. He's like, oh my David, oh my David, you know, don't you doubt my David, you know, like he is great, you know, like you got me looking, you you don't make him look like a schmuck, you know. <laughs> It's just like Harvey Fierstein's in this movie too. He's a fucking Jewish stereotype as well. He's a gay Jewish stereotype. Talking about I need to call my mother. Oh my god, I need to I need to call my therapist. Oh my god, you know he's doing all this shit and like this just fucking stereotypes like a motherfucker. I was like, dude, this is kind of this is kind of offensive, bro. <laughs> you know? I don't like this. You know? I'm not Jewish, but. I don't like it, because if I, if there were black stereotypes of Will Smith 
and Vivica A. Fox was black stereotypes and Will Smith was around here like drinking drinking 40s and uh just like walking around and fucking wife beaters and you know talking about just like just dropping slang every five minutes you know like I'd, I'd be fucking offended Vivica A. Fox well Vivica A. Fox is a stripper in this movie but uh she'll find stripper but uh but still I mean I guess Will Smith and Vivica A. Fox are black stereotypes because god damn they are black stereotypes even though they try to, they, even though they try to show them in heroic light, because even they try to show Jeff Goldblum in heroic light, and he's a fucking Jewish stereotype. Uh, Will Smith and Vivica A. Fox are black stereotypes, because <laughs> she's a fucking single baby mama stripper who's married, who's like, who's with a dude, and Will Smith's like a fucking black dude who's taking care of somebody else's fucking kid. You know, so it's just. They're they're black stereotypes. Oh my god! It's so they they have them do so. This is the thing. It's not so blatant. They have them do so much heroic shit that you don't notice that they're black stereotypes. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so they are black stereotypes. I just didn't see it, but Jeff Goldblum and his dad and Harvey Fierstein are fucking. Fucking black, uh, fucking black, no, I say black stereotype. They're fucking Jewish stereotypes, like a motherfucker. It's noticeable. Uh, Bill Pullman is fucking doll as the president. You know, I've never been a big Bill Pullman fan. <laughs> anyway, I always thought he was serviceable at best with his fucking generic face. You know, <laughs> like he just looks like every white dude you've ever seen. <laughs> generic face ass Bill Pullman. Uh, another thing, the, a lot of the women in this movie just stand around and do nothing. You got, uh, like I said, uh, what's her name? Margaret Collin. Uh, she plays uh, Jeff Goldblum's character's ex-wife. Uh, she works and she works for the president. She's like the president's like fucking secretary of state or some shit. I don't know like all the fucking terms, but um, she's here and she really, she really just stands around and doesn't do a damn thing. She's she's just standing there. I would say stand there and look pretty, but I don't think she's very attractive, personally. Uh, you know, personally, I don't think she's very fucking attractive. She looks like every she's just like a Bill Pullman, but white woman version. She looks like every other fucking generic white woman I've ever fucking seen. Uh, Bill Pullman's wife. Uh, again, she's played by a, a, a actress named Mary McDonald. She looks like every other fucking generic fucking white actress I've ever fucking seen too you know she dies in the middle of the movie um she 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 gets a kind of off-screen death because her uh plane gets blown up or something like that and uh Vivica Fox actually finds her and helps her and they get her to the hospital and that's where she fucking dies so like she gets that type of death um speaking of Vivica Fox Vivica Fox is the only woman that does something in here like she she gathers up all the survivors. She, she protects her son. Um, you know, and she she's the only woman that's actually fucking proactive in this movie. You know, <laughs> and she's a stripper. She's a stripper in this movie. I believe somebody else, because Vivica Fox, I've seen Vivica Fox uh, tell a story. I believe somebody else was supposed to get this role. It's like she got the role because the other girl couldn't commit or some shit like that. I forgot who I forgot who was supposed to get the role. I think she forgot who who was supposed to get the role, but there was another chick that was supposed to get her role and the girl couldn't commit. So Vivica Fox, I believe she was like on like a on like a a day player contract or something like that. She said she said she was on like a day player's contract like or something like she wasn't getting paid as much as the rest of the, the rest of the cast. And because like they weren't really they were really iffy about her they didn't know if they were gonna keep her so like she was filming she was filming scenes not knowing that would each day that she filmed a scene it might be her last day on set because they might fire her but the girl couldn't commit and like she got the role you know so she got the role full time so that's a this this is the role that really kind of like broke her out man like, this is the role that broke her out for the time for the time being I would say that uh I would talk about how her career fell off but a lot of these women from the 90s careers fell off 
Who's like the only woman? Who's like the only woman? Sandra Bullock still working from the 90s. Halle Berry still working barely too from the 90s. You know, like a lot of these, a lot of these white and black and whatever. Selma Hayek still working from the 90s. You know, she was just she just had a movie out like a week couple weeks ago. So a lot of a lot of this female, a lot of the female actresses from the 90s, they're not around really. Like they're they're really just not around. So I'm not even gonna judge Vivica Fox on uh, on her uh, longevity, you know, because she just fell she just fell victim to what a lot of uh, female actors fall victim female actors fall victim to when they turn fucking forty. They're like they're like you're not hot anymore, you know. <laughs> they're like you're forty, you're not hot anymore. Get the fuck off my screen, you know. Like that, that's how people feel about them. But anyway, moving on. Randy Quaid is Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid's like this crazy sharecropper who said he was like abducted by aliens. A lot like Randy Quaid, but uh, you know, there's not much to say about Randy Quaid. He's in this movie a lot less than I thought he was. Cause I remember seeing this movie as a kid and I thought Randy Quaid was like all up in this movie, but he's not a lot. He's not in this movie a lot. He's like, he's got like maybe four or five scenes in this movie. That's that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it for Randy Quaid. You know, like he's not in he's not in this movie a lot. Let's talk about this dialogue, bro. This dialogue. Oh god, this dialogue is painful. The dialogue in this movie sounds like what people in Hollywood think that politicians sound like and army people sound like and you know, uh, Randy Quaid I think is the only person that has good dialogue, honestly. And uh Vivica Fox doesn't say much. Her dialogue's okay. You know, but everybody else's dialogue is just very, very stilted. Very stilted. You can tell, like, they're just they're trying to be super serious. You know, I don't like the dialogue. I don't like it at all. The special effects still hold up, though. I like these special effects. It's like nothing, nothing in this movie looks like it was made with, like, fucking Windows 95. You know, <laughs> you know? It doesn't, it don't look like, they don't look like fucking PlayStation graphics. You like, like PlayStation 1 graphics. You like, it, it, everything still holds up. I got to say that for a movie that was 25 years old, looks good. It looks good. It looks flawless. Overall, I, I enjoyed this movie. You know, like this movie is just big, dumb fun. You know, like it's a big, dumb ass fucking fun popcorn movie. Uh, if I had to, if I had to score it, uh, the dialogue, like I said, dialogue threw me off. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of the women in here just, just stand around and do nothing. You know, they don't, there's like three main like women characters in here and only like one of them does something, you know, <laughs> like to help. Uh, let's say Will Smith's fucking charismatic. I, I enjoyed Harry Connick Jr. for the time he's in here, you know, if I had to give it, if I had to give it a score, I'd give it a three out of five is what I give it. Three out of five for me. It's not the, it's not the best movie, but it's not the worst. And I had fun with it. Join me next week when I talk about 1990s house party until then peace.